0: You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Today on Preaching Source, we have Dr. Stephen Smith, uh, one of our professors in the School of Preaching at Southwestern Seminary. And today, we want to talk with him about explanation and application of of text-driven sermons, uh, Doctor Smith, you've written and uh, done some lecturing on this particular aspect of preaching. So, welcome to Preaching Thank Source you. today. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, right out of the box, let's ask: uh, uh, Should should all sermons have both explanation and application? And talk to us about the importance of those elements and and how that works in a sermon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's the witness of Scripture that preaching, if, uh, if anything, is working out of text. So we could say it this way, preaching is more than explaining a Scripture, but it's no less. So that's what it is. So I mean you look at the first Christian sermon, Acts chapter 2, Peter stood up and said, here's Psalm 110, Psalm 16, I believe, and Joel 2, and let me explain to you what they mean. And then he gets to the end and says, "Okay, now that I've done this, you have to respond to it." So, in a sense, that's explanation and application. Or you go back even further to the, you know, the more, maybe the first formal sermons that have any structure—the sermons of Moses. You see that you have explanation and then you have application of the text. So, um, I think explanation is. This may be beyond your question a little bit, but explanation is your one chance to get the text right. And so what I, the temptation is, is when we're preaching and we look at a verse of scripture and say, here's what this means. If we've got an, an illustration that's amazing, or we think it's amazing at least, and so it's burning in our heart, is to jump to that really quickly. So the biggest temptation I see in guys that preach and in myself is we want to illustrate something we haven't yet explained. And so it's just, it's just not as effective communication as to say, okay, look, let's read this text and then let's explain what it means. And so, by the way, if you go back, uh, you know, not just the witness of Scripture, but the, as, as little as we know about early church Christian worship, which isn't a whole lot, but we do know that it was based off the synagogue, and in the synagogue they would read a text of Scripture, and then sometimes there was commentary attached to it, and so that was the model that the early church borrowed. So we're going to read a text of Scripture, and we're going to explain it. So again, there, there has to be the explanation of Scripture in Christian worship. When you get to the sermon, what we call the formal sermon, whatever it is, it's at least reading a text and explaining it, and then once it's clear, they have, to, they have to respond to it, and that would be the application. Um, and so where we give specific um, hints um, at instruction that should be a response to what we've heard in the Word.
0: Okay. All right. Now that, now that's helpful. Uh, to As a preacher, I'm thinking about, okay, I need to explain the text, I need to apply the text. Uh, that's a helpful... Uh, instruction, though, to make sure, hey, don't start applying it until I have finished yeah. explaining it the way it should be. What uh, Do you have any other suggestions on how we can improve our explanation and our application?
1: Well, I I think there's, you know, the the old kind of homiletic way of looking at it, where these were called the functions of preaching, you know, the functional questions, according to Haddon Robinson, kind of his classic book, are, you know, what is it? That's the explanation. Is it true? And then so what? And so he makes the statement, I think it's a great statement, that once we say something in the pulpit, we can only do one of three things with it. We can either explain it we can illustrate it, or we can apply it. So, what is it? Is it true? And then, so what? So, when you think about that, I think that's exactly right. But I, I kind of couch those in 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 three other, in two other things rather. So, when I make a statement about scripture, I'm I'm trying to do five things with it, and that may sound clunky. So, I've kind of collapsed those five things into two things. So, when I what I want to do is take a scripture, say, here's this scripture. Now, I'm going to explain it, and then I'm going to exhort. So, under explanation, I put explanation and illustration. I'm just telling you mentally, this is how I think about it. So, because illustration is not really a separate thing, illustration is an extension of explanation. I paint a word picture because I want you to further see this truth. So, I'm explaining it, and by explaining, I mean explanation illustration, but I have to go beyond that because this is the way our minds work, this is the witness of Scripture, and that I want to exhort people to do something about it, which includes... Argumentation, in other words, this is why this is true, and that also includes, you know, application. But um, one thing I would say about application too is that there's a there's a little bit of a difference between application or exhortation. And I say little because I think they're overlapped. But anyway, we can. I'm beyond your question. We can talk about that now, or you may have a follow-up
0: question to that. Well, I've, actually, I was wondering if uh, the preachers interpret the text, they explain the text, they exply, uh, apply the text. But of those three, I mean, is there one of those that you think is more difficult or trickier uh, to pull off than the other?
1: Um, man, that's a good question. I, they're all challenging for me. I, I think, though... Explanation takes a lot of is the work is is front loaded. So it's um, you know somebody said John MacArthur said the hardest thing I do in a sermon is try to make it simple. So to take a, a text of scripture and reduce it to really three or four, maybe five or ten sentences at the most. Um, if you're working through a typical unit of thought, you know, two to ten verses, or a larger narrative, either way, you're going to divide that e- into the scenes of a narrative, or the, you know, the, whatever the principles that are ex- that are extracted from a, an epistle, and then you've just got a few sentences to 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 say, okay, this is what this text says, and to me, that's challenging. That's where I have to spend time saying well, it's that, but no scratch that. It's not really that, it's really this. And so I think that's, that's where you have to invest time in trying to be precise.
0: Mm-hmm. Dr. Smith, Haddon Robinson wrote an article entitled, The Heresy of Application, and his point was that applications often fail because they aren't specific. Can, can you help us with some ideas on how a preacher can make his applications more specific? Yeah, well, you're, you are
1: you know, thinking about the people to whom you are speaking. And I, I think one, you know, before I launch into that, I think that's true. Ultimately, I understand that even if I nail everything that's in somebody's mind and every temptation that they're going to have and every point of resistance in which they're going to want to, run away from that. I can't give everything. So I'm not assuming I'm gonna be exhaustive and, and apply everything to every single person. So this ultimately there's this great deference to the power of the word, like the parable in Mark four, where the farmer sows the seed, wakes up, it grows, he doesn't know how it happened. So I'm deferring to the work of the Holy Spirit to get that done. But even still I'm thinking about, okay, there's a specific application to a, a person in the church. I'm framing it in that mind, my mind and I'm I'm explaining it. Um, And I would also say, and this is very important, Mark Dever's done some great work on this, we often neglect the corporate application of a church, uh, to the church. I'm thinking, I'm working in Jeremiah right now, so I'm thinking about that because Jeremiah, I mean, with very few exceptions, maybe to kings and some specific, specific people said, this is what God said to you. He's not doing that as much as he's saying, okay, look, Judah, this is what God's saying to you. And so there's the Old Testament precedent, but then if you think about how the New Testament is written, I mean, outside of the book of Philemon and you know Titus and Timothy, you have books written to, to people, right? I mean, this, this is to the church at Ephesus and to the church at Galatia, so we don't need to be afraid to say we. Church, this is how we need to respond to that, and that's a specific application, although it's corporate.
0: Dr. Smith, thank you. These uh, are tasks that every preacher has to do every time he steps into the pulpit. Interpret, explain, apply. And uh, thank you for being helpful with us, and thank you for being with us on Preaching Source today. Absolutely. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks.